Hello everyone, welcome to Sun IE. I'm your host, EXO. On today's episode, we're gonna have two businesswomen, creative, bold, in their own fields. One has a business that deals with at-risk teens and adults expressing themselves through the art of dance, helping them move with a purpose. The other one is an online boutique for women who want to feel creative, bold, and beautiful. The first business owner I have is Cherie Rome, and the second business owner I have is Brittany Vincent. I'm gonna hit y'all with the quote of the day. How wonderful it is that nobody needs to wait a single moment before starting to improve the world, Anne Frank. In my terms, it means don't wait to try to improve the world or wait for somebody else to improve the world. You can always go out and improve the world on your own behalf. You can go out and help somebody. And on top of that, just always ask and see how somebody's doing, even the less fortunate people, because they all we all need help at the end of the day, and it all takes one person at a time just to make a step towards helping somebody else out. So we all can improve the world day by day, minute by minute, by just doing one simple thing, checking on somebody or helping somebody out when they need help, or if they don't need help, just, like I said, just check on them. I'm gonna have these two elaborate on it, see how they feel about the quote of the day, and then we're gonna get right into the show. So here we have Cherie Rome and Brittany Vincent. How you guys doing today, ladies? Good, good, good. That's good, glad to hear that. How so are you? I'm good, you know, it, what's today? Today's Tuesday. Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Man, get your tacos. <laughs> oh yeah, margaritas for sure. Might have to hit that up next. But uh, I just want to, uh, I'm glad, I appreciate y'all coming on the show. Appreciate y'all coming and discussing you guys' business and y'all business endeavors as well as y'all purpose and passions within y'all business. I want to get, like the first question I want to get into was the quote of the day. And I'll repeat it is, how wonderful it is that nobody needs to wait a single moment before starting to improve the world. How do you guys feel about that? I'm going to start with you, Cherie. Sorry about that. <laughs> but. Um, I feel like that's an important quote. Um, I think to me, it just means that there's no right moment to do something nice or to do anything. Mm -hmm. I feel like if there's something that you want to do, like any that could relate to anything if you want to set your mind to it, or if it's so much as like reaching out to somebody or helping or wanting to make a difference. Yeah, there's no right moment for it. That's true. For it, just do it. Make it happen. You never know what lives you can be saving or that's who needs big it. facts. That's true. What about you, Miss Brittany? I feel like um, you need to be the change that you want to see. Don't wait to see someone else do a good deed. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and do that good deed yourself. You know, be the front runner. Be the first person to do something and then let others follow your lead. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that. And that's facts, too, because I feel you on that behalf, too, because, like, I feel like everybody wants to do a good deed, but they want to have, they want to court the good deed. Like, mm -hmm. you give money to the homeless, they want to take a picture. Like, oh, look what I'm doing. It's like, nah, just do it on your own behalf instead of trying to get some accolades for doing it. Just yeah. do it out of the kindness of your heart. Right. So I feel that, and I respect that. I like both of y'all answers, though. Thank for you. real. So we have them both here. They've got two businesses. Like I said, one is an online creative uh, boutique for women. That's Miss Brittany Vincent's company. And then on the other hand, we have Moving Purpose, which is Cherie Rome's company about helping at-risk teens and adults, helping them move with purpose through the art of dance. So we're gonna get more into that about the businesses and the whole passions. And 
I'm gonna just ask them a simple question. Starting with Miss Cherie. Mm-hmm. Growing up, did you always want to start this type of business or did you have something else in mind? No. Actually, when I was younger, I wanted to be a pediatrician. Oh, that's nice. But then I realized I didn't want to deal with deceased children. Oh. Even though I kind of did that with social work. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then as I was grew up and started get dancing and things like that, I actually wanted to be a professional background dancer. Still okay. do a little bit. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. I'll see you in a new Missy Elliott video. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we can see this. For real. No, for real. Oh, man, what about you, Miss Brittany? Um, no, I didn't always want to be a business owner, entrepreneur. When I was younger, you know, I went from wanting to be a doctor, lawyer, stockbroker. Man. But then as I got older, um, I realized, like, okay, that's not something I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually did not find myself and what I wanted to do until I went to college. And it was probably my junior or senior year when I started helping my sorority sister with her business is when I realized that I wanted to be a business owner. And I realized how much I couldn't stand the thought of working for and giving my time to someone else's business. That's big. So that's where my idea of owning my own business came from. Got you. So in college, it started for you helping your... Uh, college mate or roommate? Sorority sister. Sorority sister. Mm-hmm. Um, helping you, helping her with her business. And I respect that too because I mean, I feel like this day and age is like the best time to start a business yeah. versus yes. 10 years ago we couldn't do none of this. The internet would have been like at a lesser degree. So now mm-hmm. it's like there's more opportunities to start a business and create a business and be your own business owner. I think this is like more of the year for the entrepreneurs. Yes. Like a lot of more entrepreneurs are coming up Versus just, like you said, nobody wants to like really work for somebody else, do that whole nine to five gig. Because it's like, at the end of the day, your time is valuable to yourself and you want to make your own money. And it's like, you can really create a business, right? Like five minutes in five minutes, find something you want to do, find your niche. And you can really create that and build that up. Within like 20 years ago, that cannot happen. You have to like really stay in your nine to five and really try to figure it out. How can I become successful a business owner? But now it's the day and age, the perfect day and age for us. Yeah. So. Right. But then again, pick, some people are okay with having that. I was just like, <laughs> ready yeah, to that's say true. That. And me and Brittany talk about this all the time. All the time. You know, about like our parents, like their generation, like my mom is in the baby boomer generation. Oh, man. Starting your own business is like foreign. Like, what do you mean? You don't want benefits? <laughs> exactly. You don't want a 401k? That's like, what do you retirement. mean? You a retirement plan? What do you mean starting your own business? Yeah. Sure, you have a good job. Go to college. Like, yeah. it's foreign to them. So it's just a struggle even trying to present that idea of like I want to have my own business I want to do this and at yeah. some point I am going to quit my 9 to 5 job <laughs> and she does not like that at all but you know it's foreign to them so I feel you too it's like go ahead no, well, we first. have some peers some of our sorority sisters yeah. and friends mm-hmm. who cannot fathom the idea of owning their own business like they'll talk mm-hmm. a lot of mess or whatever mm-hmm. about how they can do it but you have some that really just like the idea of having that fake security. You're yeah. never secure working for someone else, That's ever, true. ever. Place. But can't no one ever fire you from your own shit. And that's, that's so, facts. you know, we talk about that. Can we Oh. <laughs> so we talk about that all the time um, because, you know, that comes up well how do you put away for your kids or what are you going to do about their future? And it's like, well, you got to realize if you get fired from your job, same thing goes for you. And that's true. Like you can always 
hand your children a business. Absolutely. You cannot give them a job. That's Absolutely. true. And then, too, like, I don't want to knock the people who are okay with having nine to five yeah. jobs. Because, I mean, some people are lawyers and things like that, and that's totally fine. Not everybody has that business mindset of wanting to have their own business, and they're okay with having that nine to five, which is fine. Yeah. But I feel like if you don't like your job, you over that shit, <laughs> and you do have those leadership qualities, I think you should consider starting a business. To start yeah. your own business. And I feel that, too, because, like, the whole nine to five, I know people are, some people are, like, really like the whole nine to five. Some people, nine to five, is like they're comfortable with that, but their whole business is keeping a family family running running that family. So right. that's like, oh, that's my business. I gotta take care of my kids and everything, which True. is cool. So that people True. have like right. different um, aspects and aspirations in life. So mm-hmm. I'm not knocking nobody with a nine to five, but I'm just right. saying right now is a time where everybody should start some type of business, like if you said. If they want to, yeah. So you have can... to do what works for you. So. Right. That doesn't work. You know, I mean, it works for me right now yeah. because it's funding my business. Yeah. But, and not only that, you can learn anything from any job, any experience. So not there sure. are things from my social work career position that I am utilizing in my own business as well. So I'm not going to knock that. But at some point, it's going to go bye-bye. Yeah. So. <laughs> I feel you too because I, I used to be like hard-headed too. Like I didn't want to like work a nine-to-five because I'm like, it's the entrepreneur. I'd rather start a business and try to do the business. But I learned like you got to have the nine-to-five to fund the business. Right. And then like you said, you can learn from that job. So every job I go into, I always see like what can I learn from this job Absolutely. to put into my business. Especially me working for Amazon. I'm like it's a billion-dollar company. So I'm like, I'm trying to make a billion dollars myself right. to help the world. So uh, that's why I'm like, every day I try to learn something new right. about that. So, man, that was a good intro. I'm like, I'm like oh, people like, oh, we want more. Uh, man, so we're going to talk about the origin and the creation of you guys' business. Um, Miss Brittany, we'll yes. start with you. The online boutique called Lash. Mm-hmm. What made you want to start that business? Well, I had a hair company at first. Okay. An online hair company selling premium human hair extensions. And it did not work out for me. Mm. Um, Listening to other people that did not know what they were talking about. And my business tanked. So, I decided to pull myself up by my bootstraps, not give up, and just start over again, but with the new business okay so i was talking to my friends and i'm like you know okay i want to start a new business but what do i do so initially i was like okay i want to sell women's shoes then i'm like okay well i kind of want to keep my hair business too so let me like you know still put the extensions on the website then i'm like wait well i want to sell clothes too (laughs) because i see online or instagram boutiques all over the place yeah so me being determined and me being the person that i am I um, started doing some research on where to find what I needed, and I started building my website. I built my website from the ground up myself. Yes. No help, no web developers, nothing. I did it by myself. It took a lot of hard work and dedication, sleepless nights, but I did it by myself. So I salute you. um, High five for real. So I started doing the groundwork. or legwork, I should say, going out, making those business connections, mm-hmm. walking into um, the showrooms in L.A. to um, make contact with the sales associates, find things that I like, and then kind of go from there. Um, then once everything was done with that and building my website, um, I started doing some more thinking, and I was thinking like, okay, I don't want to overextend myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to let the hair portion of the business go. Okay. And that's okay. 
because it's enough trying to manage women's accessories, clothes, and shoes. Yeah. yeah. So I finally let the hair portion go, and now I'm just managing doing the other parts of the business, and it's actually working out for me. Oh, that's so. Good. Man, I like that. And then yeah. I'm going to have to use your help in building the website. Cause I, <laughs> I like that, too. Cause like building, I've been trying to build a website for so long for myself. So I'm glad, like you said, you learn on your own, which, is, which yes. is good, too. And then you said, like, you failed. Not necessarily you said. I wouldn't say, yeah, you failed. But you I still took learned. an L. Yeah, yeah I mean, but it's I like you. <laughs> you take L's in life. I yeah, but L. it's like it's a learning lesson. It's not a exactly failure. It's a learning right. lesson. Like, you, you learn. You was running that business, but you're like, all right, let me take what I learned from this business and incorporate it to my that's new business. That's exactly what I did because that's how I learned how to build my website. So with the first business I had, I had web developers that I paid $2,500 wow. to. They did not do what I wanted done for my site. And every time I needed something changed, I had to pay them $150. Wow. And my website was still bullshit. That's so crazy. I figured the second time around, I was going to figure out how to get on Shopify and build my website from the ground up. And I did it. So you figure I started building my website in October of last year. Mm -hmm. And I officially like launched that Memorial Day Monday. So okay. this past Memorial Day this year. So um, like I said, just a lot of hard work and dedication. But I was determined to do things on my own because I was that dedicated and it's just, I wasn't going to come out of pocket for that because at least if I do it, it's going to be the way that I want and yeah. I don't have to spend my money for someone to do it and mess my stuff up. Got so. you. And that's good that you have the determination and the vision to do it yourself because at the end of the day, you didn't play no games. You, you the web developers fucked up the first time. Yes. So you're now like, all right, I'll do everything on my own because I know where I, what I want and how I want it done. Yes. So that's that's what it takes too because that's like, I'm doing the podcast by myself but I'm like, I know how I want everything ran and done so I don't exactly. want nobody trying to like put no two cents or extras in it or even fuck some shit up because right. I'm like, Nah, I can't have that have that time to waste. Like you say, you put you paid them twenty five hundred on top of the hundred and fifty that you had to pay extra time to do extra stuff on the uh, website. And so. they still fucked that up <laughs> even when I paid them for changes. It was like I just was over it. You know, it's just like that's why I'm a firm believer in when you own a business, go with your gut. Mm -hmm. You know, realize it's okay to take L's. It's okay to take losses. Absolutely. Just keep going. Don't give up. And it really just follow your instinct and follow your mind, you know, don't listen to people who have never started a business, That's never true. ran a business, right. you know, just, you really got to learn to go with the flow, go with the punches and just keep going just do that shit and that's real like, too seriously i, I feel you too like not listen to people that haven't ran a business that's like listen to a single person about marriage exactly <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly it doesn't happen so i respect that and i like that answer i like the whole origination of your of your whole story of the boutique because that's like with failure comes success exactly. if, especially if you stay persistent in that journey success will come failure is going to happen all throughout the whole journey but right. it's about staying persistent on what you want to do and accomplish and still having that vision in your head and just grinding it out exactly so we're going to shift gears to Cherie Rome <laughs> she's been chilling listening like oh I like that <laughs> so well we kind of well for those who don't know Brittany is my sorority sister one of my closest friends oh. and also my roommate so okay. yes we, we live have together combos <laughs> <laughs> what sorority are you guys from Sigma, Sigma Gamma, Gamma Rho. Hey, Sigma. <laughs> Sigma Gamma Rho, we here. <laughs> so tune in. But all right, Cherie, so your whole origination of moving purpose. Ooh, okay. So um, 
on top of, so when I was in Chicago, I was at DePaul University for grad school in Chicago. Um, and at my internship, I interned for juvenile probation. And one of the things that I had to do before the end of the year was do some kind of project with the kids or with, you know, the mm-hmm. agency. So I was like, oh, I noticed being there that there was a lot of programs for the young men on probation, but not, not enough for women. That's crazy. So um, I just came up with the idea of like, okay, so I'm good at dance. Like, why don't I do something different and provide a dance class to these kids? Like, so I talked to my supervisor at the time about it. And she was like, oh, that sounds great. Like, and uh, we rented out a fitness room. Oh, not only that, it started off as like a program proposal for one of my classes. So okay. my uh, major was social work. So we had to create a program proposal. So I just like utilized that <laughs> and thought of something like, okay, what is a program that I would love to create? Like, I'm going to take this program proposal seriously and not just act like it's another paper. Gotcha. So um, I created the program proposal, took a piece of it, gave it to my supervisor. She got it approved. Um, and we rented out a fitness room. I was I had a good rapport with a lot of the probation officers there, so they gave me some girls. And total, I had 16 girls. Oh, man. That's yeah, 16 good. girls from the ages of 11 to 17. So did that. Um, not to cut you off, but was no it problem. hard trying to get them... Um, like or not orchestrated, like get them to like and get involved. With it, it was, it was because we're talking about girls that have never met me before. Okay, and they're listening to their PO, like, oh, go to this dance class. But I also gave an incentive, like community service hours. Okay, that's so good. <clears throat> it was like, why not? Um, so it worked out, and yeah, they showed up. Um, the hard part was trying to get them there. So luckily, some of the probation officers were nice enough to pick up the kids mm-hmm. and transport them. So that's, that's how good. we got yeah. there. I respect that. And um, not only that, but since my major was social work, I wanted to incorporate you know two of my passions, which is helping people and dancing. So I was like, why don't I come up with some kind of social work component to add to it? Mm-hmm. So, so it's not therapy but yeah. it is like a therapeutic like component to yeah. it that they don't know about so it's like <laughs> dance it was kind of a dance therapy program mm-hmm. in a way so um yeah i did that and they loved it and they worked out and one of the things that i enjoyed was you know a lot of these girls don't have access to dope programs or even dance studios like especially you have to have in chicago money. absolutely yeah. mm-hmm. especially in chicago yeah. oh my god <laughs> Like, they have to have resources to be able to do the things that they want to do or even the idea. So, going to a dance class is, like, foreign to them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so, the fact that I took the time out to create that experience for them, they appreciated it and was like, oh, my gosh, like, you dance like the girls we see on TV. And I thought it was so cute. <laughs> yeah, I was like, nice, oh, my yeah. God. Like, Thank you. <laughs> and they enjoyed it. And I, in a couple of days after that, I had probation officers coming up to me that I didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. Didn't even know that I existed. Yeah. So the fact that they heard about it and it was a good thing, I was like, wow, like, I think I have something. Mm-hmm. That's mad. So, That's crazy. You know, just incorporating my two passions into one and um, just continuing it. And then moving back out was the hardest part was trying to start it when I moved back. Okay. Because it was like trying to reconnect and, you know, utilize my networking and trying mm-hmm. to figure out how the hell am I going to do this <laughs> shit? Like, Chicago is easy because they don't have stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So when you present an idea, people are with it. Yeah. Out here in California, it's like... We already got that. I mean, we already had that. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? So it was really difficult, but... It's moving now, slowly but surely. Okay, I feel you. I'm going to help you out any way I can. Help <laughs> I both of you guys out for sure. I, uh, another question on that, though, is the moving purpose or the um, what you started in Chicago, is it still going right on, on right now, or did they stop it when you left? 
No. I actually um, did it in Riverside. So I um, facilitated it with some youth at uh, Lincoln High School, which is a continuation high school mm-hmm. in Riverside. And then I also facilitated at the Park and Recs okay. in uh, Riverside. So I'm trying, I'm working on a couple of things to get it going, like to get a contract with the agency. I also try to facilitate it with my job, you know, for foster youth and things like that. So I have a couple of things in the works for that piece. But right now, um, I decided that I also wanted to extend it and, you know, teach adults. Like, mm-hmm. why not teach them healthy coping skills, positive expression and um you know in california it's a little harder because we have la yeah you know la it's like we have dance classes we have all these things but i not only do i dance in la and train and things like that but i was like okay why not bring something to the ie why do we always have to go to la thank like, you there's so much talent in the <laughs> thank IE. you and you know for a while like i talked to Brittany about it because i was hesitant about teaching adults because mm-hmm. i'm like i mean why would they take my class like I'm not on tour. Like, I haven't been signed with the agency yet. So, but everyone's like, but sure, you can still dance and Mm -hmm. you still do this. And it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier, just kind of recognizing your talents and experiences and trusting your process and the things that you've been through and knowing that you're just as good as everyone else that you see. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I've done that. And then um, I decided to facilitate it this year and it's been going pretty good. That's good. I respect it. I like both of y'all businesses though. I like that origin stories. I'm like, man, I'm like, if you want to start a different business, I'm like, hey, I started dance class myself. <laughs> For real. And that's like, man, I really like that. We'll take a brief, brief break for y'all. Let y'all breathe for a second. All right, we back. We have to give y'all a brief break and everything, catch up, take a little water break. They said they got some questions for me. So we just going to have a little triangle offense right now. We get... <laughs> Sheree said she had a question, so we're going to have her ask the question, and then we're going to just all take turns answering it. So that's how the show ends. That's how the show's going to be today. This is the last season, not the last season, but the last episode of the first season. I appreciate everybody tuning in. You see, I got two guests for y'all, so y'all might want to glue your ears to the phone or glue it into your AirPods. We coming at y'all. So what is your biggest learning lesson since you've been doing your podcast? And for you too, Brittany. Uh, my biggest learning lesson is just to stay consistent and always put out the workout because there was a period with the podcast I took two weeks off because I've been waiting on people to help like as guests to be on the okay. show but I ended like she did had the determination like fuck it I'll do it myself so where I took over and just did like two to three shows myself and then that's when guests started coming like oh can I be on the show and everything so I just learned just Stay with stay within yourself and do it, everything yourself, yeah. and never rely on people because people will fail you more mm-hmm. than more than once. Especially oh, like they'll tell you they'll do something, but they'll do it on their time. And it's well, like I'm the first time. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm like <laughs> I'd rather do it on my time. So that's I'm like I'd rather do it myself, and then they'll you know catch up later. We were talking about support, how they'll get on the train later down the road when it's big and booming. But right, right. now they're like, oh well, no, nah. they'll make all the excuses. So right. I learned just to stay persistent and just keep going on the journey no matter what happens. Because at the end of the day, if this is what you truly want, uh-huh. then you can do it. So five years from now, where do you see your podcast? But speak it as if it's already happened. Speak it. I like that. See, I knew I got you on the show for a reason. <laughs> uh, five years from now, my podcast will be the number one podcast in the world. Nice. Like international everywhere, I'll be podcasting. I'll my I'll be podcasting every country around the world okay. so we play like I'll go to Greece and podcast out there um, I'll go to Portugal podcast out there Egypt podcast out there so I just want to podcast all over the world my podcast will be booming 
and then I'll have like a lot of guest speakers, a lot of women on here, a lot of men, a lot of different, just different people interviewing different people about their life experiences, mm -hmm. what they're dealing with, how do they get past it, how to help other people. So it'll just be crazy booming. Yeah, and it will. Yeah, it definitely. I will. feel you. I like how you asked that question it though. Will. But um, Miss Brittany, what's your biggest learning lesson? I've learned to follow my gut, to trust my instincts to try and be patient and know that things aren't going to happen overnight even though you may want mm -hmm. to be successful overnight and for me to have those sales rolling in and to just be sitting on a lot of money but <laughs> you know just knowing like okay you have to take your time you know you just started this business you only been in business a few months you know and just telling myself that on a weekly basis um and also not being so anxious and I say that because for me, you know, I own a boutique. So it's kind of like having reservations about where to put my money, not being so anxious to buy everything gotcha. that I see mm -hmm. and knowing like, okay, the season is getting ready to change. Let me sit back and chill mm -hmm. and try and save this or put this away for next season or just do something else with that. I got you. So... Those are some big learning lessons that I've learned so far. So far. Lash. And what about where do you see your business in five years? Speak it into existence. Um, being very successful. Being able to um, help my friends or family whenever they're in need. Up to a certain extent, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being Pause. serious. Let me put that out there. I'm just being serious because I'm the type where I'm not just going to keep giving you handouts. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like it's going to have to come with stipulations like, okay, if I give you this, I need to see a return on my investment. Yeah, gotcha. I need to see this turnover. You have to do something with it. I cannot just keep funneling cash to you. That's true. Um, I see myself you said myself or my business so yeah. being healthy being able to run my business so running a healthy business mm -hmm. oh, yeah. so because my health as Cherie knows um getting older so I talk about my health a lot um and how it import important it is to me now um so just being able to uh stay mentally balanced and focused making sure not to stress myself out so I am able to be able to function and run my business properly. I'm big on health too. Yeah. So health is a big thing yes. for me too. Especially as we get up in age, especially as African Americans, right. health is like a big issue within, Very our, much within so. our group. So I understand for sure. Definitely. Man, I got a I got a back end question for you. Wait, no, nice. nah, nah, I'm going to let you answer, but I'm gonna, <laughs> it's a back end question for the, all of us actually. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna let you answer answer which your biggest learning lesson. Oh, right now. <laughs> <laughs> my biggest learning lesson um, with my business, I would say not making a business decision based off of other people's opinions. Mm -hmm. um, me and Brittany were just talking about this recently. You know, we have a lot of friends and close family members and things like that. And a lot of times they feel that because they're close to you, they can tell you what you should and shouldn't do with your business. Absolutely. And sometimes it can. And have an influence on how you make decisions and how you move like I'm not gonna lie like for example like I have a dance class coming up at the end of this month and I'm like you know some people are like oh I can't come and I'm like dang like maybe I should change the time maybe I should change the day and Brittany's like nah like, <laughs> no and it's true like yes. you can't just you are gonna have people who aren't gonna make it all the time people who aren't gonna be able to support you all the time you can't always make decisions based off of other people like mm -hmm. 
it works for you, it's your business, you make that choice and you stick with it. Even if I have like two people in the dance class, like I stuck with it because that's what I wanted to do. That's true. So that's important. I would say that's definitely the biggest and support, learning that your family members and your friends are not always going to support you. That's big. That's true. Or if they do, it won't be in the beginning. Yeah. Correct. I know for me, I don't mean to cut you off. For me, it was different. Because when I first launched my business, Cherie was my very first customer. The very first person (laughs) to buy anything from me. Then our good friend, really good friend, Sabrina, was the second. So um, that was really special for me. Uh, Because, you know, you have different types of friends and people in your life, you Mm -hmm. know. So I just knew, like, with them supporting me, I knew, like, okay, they really, like, fuck with me. (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing the right thing, yeah. Because we have other close friends. I have Mm -hmm. other close friends. Um, won't say no names, <laughs> but they have not bought anything from me. That's crazy. You know, and just have all these excuse- excuses, but we're commenting on your picture. Yeah. They, they so they that. will hard eyes the shit out of my <laughs> posts and DM me, but won't buy nothing. And it's like, oh, oh, I'm gonna get that. So then another thing I learned is you're going to have a lot of people that are nosy. Yeah, that's true. So mm-hmm. I've had people hit me up. To see, like, oh, is it only you that owns the business? I'm just checking because when I buy something, I want to make sure that you get all the money. No, bitch, you're just being nosy to see if I'm, like, co-partnering with someone or if I started it on my own. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had someone ask me that. So, it's just, you know, cohesively, Cherie and I are learning a lot of lessons together because Mm -hmm. these businesses are both fresh and new for us. Mm -hmm. So this is like a journey that we're embarking on together. Yeah. You know, it's like different avenues, but we're going down the same lane. Exactly. So it's like, you know, and it's hard to find people that are really genuinely going to support you. That's like true. you have people that even some of the people closest to you that really just want to see you fail. Like, oh, absolutely. I don't mean that they support you. Like just because they're your sister or your mom or like your best friend, that doesn't mean they want to see you win. Yeah. They're, so waiting. they're waiting for you to fail. Yeah. So yeah. Like people I told that you are so. waiting for that post. Oh, going out of business. Exactly. Or, you know, I'm not doing my classes no more. Exactly. And it's like, we wouldn't give them the satisfaction. Hell no. Nah. Like, you know, you have that quote. I didn't only come this far to only come this far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's not going to happen. Sharita, y'all put too much money <laughs> in my business for it to just tank. Now. Yeah. Or that quote where it talks about the people that always have the most to say are doing less than you. Yeah. yeah. That's so it's like, that's yeah. why it's important to pick and choose. Like, okay, I hear what you're saying, but yeah, yeah. it's going on there. Yeah. Yeah. That's big facts, too. Because I'm like, nah, because support is a big thing for me. I, I love like being supported and then. Lately, I haven't found the support, but I'm still supporting myself at the end of the day. Cause that's what it, you. Uh, see, here. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, I really, support. <laughs> hey, no, like, for real. Yeah, I, I really like that. But I like, like y'all was referring to as family-wise. Mm-hmm. Family, oh, yeah. like, I feel like family should always want to support you no matter what. Because at the end right. of the day, it's family. And it's like, we are, if I win, we all win. But some don't see it like that. They be like, oh, if he wins... He wins. Exactly. It's like, nah, it's like, it's a family thing. That's what, he better than us. Like, yeah. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. It's, it's hard like, to get out of that mindset of just thinking like, damn, I really have a business and my friends and family don't support me. That is one of the hardest things to mm-hmm. get over. Yeah. yeah like, it is so hard to get out of that, but it's reality. Like, yeah, it is. It's, man. And it hurts your feelings, mm-hmm. but it's like, you got to keep going. Mm-hmm. That's real. You got to keep going, you know? So... Stick with your vision. Yeah. Always. Man. 
Or did, did we discuss your five-year plan? Mm-hmm. I don't think we did. No. We just <laughs> went out talking back. See, the five-year plan for Moving Purpose would be Moving Purpose Studio. Oh so God. I have my own dance studio to where it's a full-functioning dance studio. I have different classes. I'm facilitating mine. Um, and not only that, I'm traveling, doing my business program at different agencies like probation, um, social service, um, group home, different for at-risk youth, like mm-hmm. where at-risk youth need it the most. Yeah. Even in like the correctional facilities for at-risk youth, juvenile probation and things like that. So, and I want to be able to like travel also out of state and things like that because I do have other connections in other states. So, I want it to be a traveling social service program and I have a contract with different school districts and yeah. agencies and things like that and also have my own dance studio. Man. I will have my own dance studio. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Let me fix that. Hey, Moving Purpose Studios will be in the works. We'll be in the works coming five years soon, from now. Coming soon. 2024. We all big. Listen. Way sooner than 2024. Listen. Yeah, hey, but. Almost <laughs> <laughs> It's coming. I'm going to want to reflect back with y'all. So uh, we go back to, let's say 2014. Did y'all both see y'all businesses happening the way it is right now, or did you like have different dreams at twenty in twenty fourteen? If y'all can remember back that far, five years ago. Sure, she was in grad school. Oh, okay. I was. Where was I? At? I don't know if I was still in my apartment in San Bernardino, or if I was getting ready to move to Inglewood with my grandmother. But I actually. Um, was still dealing with lavish hair fair. That's my old business. Okay. Still trying to figure out what I wanted to do with that. Was I going to try and revive it? Was I going to let it go? Um, that's what I was doing in 2014. Um, you know, just like in transition. Mm-hmm. Like, we had graduated college in 2013. Um, so you figure, like, what, a year after we graduated, I think I was still living in my apartment. And like I said, transitioning and just still trying to figure out uh, what I wanted to do about my old business. But at the same time, knowing like I didn't want to work for someone else. Got you. That's like, you know, really big for me. And Sharia tell you, the way I am, my attitude, my peace of mind, yeah. <laughs> I get fired. <laughs> I can't do it. I cannot do it. I mean, if I have to here and there, but just ultimately... I can't work for no one else. I understand. I, I can't do it. I like to march to the beat of my own drum. I, respect I like that. to vacation as long as I want. Um, I don't want no one telling me how long I could take a lunch break. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm just like that. That's real. I'm just like that. I like to make my own rules. But it's nothing wrong with that. And um, statistics will show you that black women are the fastest growing number like a business owners mm-hmm. in the US because no one is giving us jobs. Right. Yeah. So we have to go out and create them for ourselves because we're in competition with so many people. So we'll have the master's degrees, we'll have the experience, but they will go and give it to a white boy that is less qualified simply because he's a white male. Mm-hmm. So knowing that we're kind of like, you know, well, fuck this. Let's go out and do something for us. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing. I respect Absolutely. it. And that's that's so, facts. That's All that was real right there. Yeah. And that's how it is, too. Especially for uh, African-American women, they always try to suppress them and keep them down and whatnot. Especially, like you said, you're more qualified for the job. But Steve, he'll get the job before you because he's Steve. Yeah. So I understand. But that's no diss. That's why it's, it's great, though. I love it, though. I want more black um 
African American women business owners because that's that's the future. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's like, yeah, Steve, you're over there, but look, I'm on a yacht. Right. <laughs> you gave Steve the right. job, so yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. I feel it. What about you? In 2014, um, you was in grad school. I was in grad school, but I knew that I always wanted to have a nonprofit that worked with at-risk youth because I've been working with at-risk youth since I was 18. Okay. So I always knew that I wanted to have some kind of program that catered specifically towards them. I just wasn't sure exactly what type of program. Gotcha. So as I uh, moved through grad school and continued to dance, I actually took a break from dancing. Um, so... I slowly transitioned back into dancing when I was in Chicago and even more so now that I've been back. But, um, you know, I actually took a break from being discouraged for from an audition that I went to. Um, and it just, like, broke me to the core. You know, in high school and even growing up, me and my sister were known for, like, dancing. Like, we started hip-hop teams at our high school and danced in different competitions and things like that. But... Um, I just felt like my story would relate to these kids in some way, shape, or form. Not only just dance-wise, but just my experiences. And, you know, they want to see, they need to see more people like them Mm -hmm. that are doing good things and doing dope things. Like, look where I came from, though. Like, look what I'm doing now. So I always knew that I wanted to do that. And, you know, right now my business is an LLC. It's not a nonprofit. But at some point, I do want to transition over to the nonprofit Nonprofit. sector. Actually, I want to have both. Okay. So I can bounce back and forth. But, um... Yeah, I knew that I wanted to do something with that, and I also wanted to do something to where it incorporated like both my passions for helping people mm-hmm. and dancing, and I also wanted to do something that would actually challenge me in my dance okay. skills because you know when you dance in LA, you are always in the shadows, you're in competition <laughs> with everybody else, and the next person, especially now that I'm older and getting back into the dance world, it's a little bit more of a challenge, but kind of like riding a bike mm-hmm. and I just have to slowly gradually get through that process but Kick the um, off. absolutely but I feel like I have a lot of knowledge and experience that I could give to these kids yeah and I feel like it's important and yeah, like it is it really is because it'll help out it's gonna be big like you said five years from now it's gonna be moving purpose it's gonna be the whole billboard it's gonna be, a it's gonna like be a Hollywood sign <laughs> like moving purpose that's gonna be the whole thing and I, I really respect what you're doing you. with your business and helping the at-risk teens and adults because no, not a lot of people really like want to invest that time to do that. Right. Like you say you're doing a social work, so you're helping out anyway the best way you can. You combine your two passions with dancing and social work, so mm-hmm. it's like it benefits you, and it's like you're helping other people out overcoming their circumstances or what they're doing. Right. Like you say, your story is like to help somebody that's think they can't do it or they're stuck in a position that they don't know how to do or how to get out. So it's like look at my story I'm an inspiration to you and I'm still working to get right. where I want to be so it doesn't stop yeah and honestly that's how I came up with the name moving purpose you know moving you know when you're dancing you're essentially moving learning to dance and things like that and as far as purpose goes everyone has a story to tell and comes from different backgrounds and socioeconomic statuses and things like that so when you're dancing you're moving your purpose because everyone has a different story and even though you might look the same in the mirror you yeah. all are bringing something different yeah, to with the each table. performance and Anything that you do when it comes to dancing. Man, I'm about to check out some of these dancers. I'm about to <laughs> <laughs> go there myself. Yeah. I'm gonna watch it. You got served last night, so about <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to hop up in it for sure. Oh, man. man. I really like that though, and I, man. But I want to reflect back, go back to where you said that audition broke you. How did the audition break you? Because I auditioned for at that time one of my favorite artists, which was Sierra. Mm-hmm. And so I was 18, I went to audition, and I didn't get it. 
because where I was from, I was that dancer. Like, <laughs> you couldn't tell me like I was an adult dancer. Then yeah. I go to, and that was the first time I experienced like a real big audition, oh, like shit. in LA and things like that. So when I went, I was like, oh shit, like I'm in here with people that dance better oh, than me, oh, that are like killing it. So it really broke me. It really did. And I stopped dancing for like a couple years. And but it was funny because I actually did a lot of made up a lot of the routines with our sorority and uh, mm-hmm. Cal State San Bernardino and yeah. we won like a bunch of different shows step shows stroll fest and things like that so I was like okay I still got it <laughs> it's just I just had to you know dust off it just took yeah. me a while to kind of dust that hurt off I feel you how did it make you stronger um definitely made me resilient um it's just having that mindset of pulling yourself up by your shoestrings and just realizing, like, okay, look, like, you took that L, but that doesn't mean that that's the end. Like, mm-hmm. that person doesn't have that final say-so for you. Yeah. Like, yes, they told you no, but we gonna create a door that says yes. Mm-hmm. So that's really... Most, that, hey, I like that. <laughs> I like that for real. <laughs> so that's really just what it is. It just motivated me more, like, okay, so I'm gonna create something to where I will be at the forefront. Mm-hmm. And I, regardless of if I'm in the background at this, these dance classes in LA and things like that, but when I post these videos, like, it's me at the forefront. They're going to be there. Especially if you said you was auditioning for Sierra. She's going to be there in five years. It like, was oh. rough. It was so rough. I was so sad. Oh, man. Oh, so sad. <laughs> look at you now. Yeah. It, it have, all you happens for a reason. Business. It didn't happen to you. It happened for you. So. And it's okay to... But another thing it made me realize is that it's okay to take those L's. But just yeah. you have to go through those emotions and you have to go through those feelings and you really have to feel that shit. Yeah. And really like just work through it and be like okay Sheree like you cried for these two days mm-hmm. and like even with planning like dance classes or anything that has to do with my business I'd be stressed the fuck out <laughs> but I'm like okay like like my first class that I had for the adults like I got sick oh, like man. I stressed myself out so bad like wow. I was sick but it was worth it in the end so it's just about just really just telling yourself like okay Sheree like you took this L but we just gonna keep going and that's really to. what it's that's about it. and you have to do that I feel like if I didn't take L's I would be one cocky ass motherfucker you, exactly <laughs> like you have to it no, helps you and like you said it's, I don't see it as L's I'll just L's turn them into lessons because that's, that's, that's yeah. all you like, that's you just like that learn L's from. turn into lessons that's, that's all you gotta learn from so that's what I basically see it as every L is a lesson. I'm like, ain't no L, it's a lesson. I'm learning how to get better and what I want to do. So it's exactly. like, exactly. Can't be afraid to take them. Exactly. That's true. And that's the other thing. You know, you cannot be afraid to take risks. And I think that that is what holds so many of our peers back from starting businesses. Mm-hmm. They're afraid of taking risks Absolutely. because struggling. they're afraid of struggling or possibly failing and then worried about what other people have to say about it but you that you have to throw all that shit out yeah i mean you know we went ahead and did it but you have so many people yeah, like that they're that really afraid to take afraid that first to take step the, yeah yeah and, and really that's the hard part what would your advice be to those people to take that first step i'm gonna start with you Brittany. take it <laughs> like, <laughs> take i'm it. serious like just don't be afraid to do it you know you got to get out of your own head your own feelings um, you cannot be worried about what other people say, their opinions about stuff. Mm-hmm. You just got to go ahead and do it. Um, you know, just, just don't be afraid to do it. Just take that step. Um, just trust yourself. Right. Just know that, hey, stuff is not going to happen overnight. Yeah, that's And I'm going to have to work on this. It might take six months. It might take a year. Right. But, you know, you're so comfortable spending that time in an office. Exactly. Working for someone else. But you won't take that time to spend working on your business. Oh, what sense does that make? None that, at all. None. None whatsoever. That's just how I feel. That's real. <laughs> what about you, Sheree? Um, the advice that I would give is there is no right time. 
I think for me, I was waiting for like the perfect time. I'm like, okay, I can't start this business until I go on tour or like I get booked because I felt like it had to do with credibility. Mm -hmm. But really, who that's not real. Like, who said that you had to like have all these things to create a business? Like, you don't have to have any experience to start a business, but you can always learn something. But I'm just like, you know what? Like, I trust how far I've come. I still dance. I still am a student. Like, I do still take dance classes because I know the importance of like, I need to know what it feels like to be a student in order to be a great teacher. That's true. So, I would just say, just take that risk. Like, take that, that there risk. is no take right that time. Leap. There is no right time. There, there really true. isn't. There's time no is right now. Time, time yeah. is now. Yeah, if so. you're thinking about it, and you keep thinking about it, and you don't stop thinking about it, then that's a sign that you just need to do it. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's yeah. that's real, people. Yeah. Y'all keep thinking about doing a business, man. Take the right steps and approach. Yeah. Take the Or if you know YouTube. someone that has a business, ask them. Like yeah. they might not tell you all the gems. Yeah. But at least they can give you like little things to start the business. Yeah. Least. Speaking of starting a business, what was the first step y'all took to start your business, Sheree? Mm, I think mine was honestly the facilitating it in Chicago. Because it was like a light bulb, like, oh, shoot. Because it's not only, because I was the only student to actually make my program proposal come to life. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I created, I took it serious and created something to, and brought it to life was like, oh, like, oh, shoot. It's like it's something, weird. it's like a thought that came to life. It's like, it like came out the paper. Like, Man. it was crazy. I was like, oh, I think I can do this. So it was just, from there, it was just trying to make sure I run with it. That's true. What about you, Ms. Bridget? Aside from doing the planning, like sitting on my computer, iPad, and looking at stuff, the first like physical step I took was getting my business license. Okay, that's right. Um, I went and filed that paperwork to secure my name, did my DBA, oh, yeah. um, had to do that, and then I went from there. I'm the type, I make sure my paperwork is straight. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really strict on that. I have to make sure that that goes and gets done first. Then I can move on to other things. Man. So that was like sure my first official step is doing my DBA and getting my business license. Did you do that with the boutique or did you do that with the, um, the hair? So for the hair company, when I had that, and it's just learning lessons, I went through LegalZoom for everything Ooh. for the hair company, Man. for everything. So when I let LegalZoom do it, I started doing my research and was like, oh, I could have, I paid them four or five hundred dollars when it only cost twenty three dollars to file this and then some of this other shit is free oh yeah (laughs) i learned the hard way too so it's like you know really i am so grateful for all the lessons that i learned with lavish hair fair because i took that and i applied that to lash yeah you know that's why i learned how to like i said prior build my website on my own i went and did the research that was necessary to go and do my um dba to get my business license, to do my own seller's permit, and just everything else I needed to do. Go into place, man. Yeah. So, I think like you said, but basically your first steps is basically do the research. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Do the no, research. Absolutely. <laughs> like, do the to. research. You, have to. you really have to. Not only that, especially when it comes to like legal stuff. Yeah. And making sure the name isn't taken. Like, you yeah. can get sued for stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And not even know it. So, yeah. it's important to do your research. Yeah. yeah. So, take that time. If you think about starting a business, I know y'all been hesitant. Do your research. That's the first thing. You got a computer, you got the iPhone. iPhone is powers of the world. It is. So you better Google. And find an app for it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So if y'all want to start a business, man, take that approach and really start it. Don't try to be sitting at the 9 to 5 talking to Bill like, hey, Bill, what are you doing this weekend? Nah, <laughs> Bill is going to be there for 10 years. Get right. your ass out of here and start a business. Yeah. For real. So. so what about you? 
What about me? What made you want to start your business? My business, the podcast. But what was the first step that you took? First step I took, hmm, just like like I said, research and then just listening to other podcasts and see where I want to take my podcast. Like okay. getting tips, like being a student and learning and listening to podcasts, see what I want to do, what will help and benefit the people. Mm-hmm. Versus like how can I help people? I wanted to educate people. That's my all my my biggest thing. Like I want to educate people, okay. educate them uneducated. Yeah, in a way. so it's Absolutely. like so I'm like, especially if you're gonna be on your phone, I would rather you talk listen to me as I'm educating you. You want to be on Instagram? Let me uh turn this uh, podcast on. I can help you out to get off that get off that addiction, mm-hmm. Instagram addiction or phone addiction. It's like sometimes you do have to put your phone down and just enjoy the world and, right. and what's out there versus being stuck in your phone, seeing a little box all the time. It's like. It's crazy. <laughs> it mess up your brain. <laughs> it mess up your brain. So, really, that's just my whole thing. Like, I think the first step I take is just, like I said, just research and just listen to different podcasts and research on the name. The name Sun IE is like sound. It's unique. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure nobody has it, but yeah. So what? What would you create that in? Well, Sun IE, Sana, because you know Sana is hot topic. Like yeah. basically hot topics in the IE and the Empire. Oh. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So, yeah, I appreciate that. So you should go ahead and do your DBA. Okay. Like sure. we was talking about. Like that. <laughs> I'm taking notes, man. I'm learning from them. They learn from yeah, me. I appreciate it. So definitely. I'm get that DBA ASAP. Get the IE on. And if you could get that in the same day, quick. Okay, for sure. I ain't got to go through legal Zoom. See? No, don't pay legal Zoom. <laughs> Spent too much money with them. Man, that's crazy. That's dope. All right. It's crazy what, what, you, what you learn, right? That's why I said you got to go through the process. You got to learn. You got to take some L's, turn it to lessons, as you said. Mm-hmm. You know? But I, um, believe it or not, I learned a lot from having lavish hair of hair. Mm-hmm. You did. I learned what to do and what not to do. You did. Like, straight up. Nah, that's that's a blessing, too. That's like It is. It is. It really is. You know? You didn't give up, though. Man. You're right. I didn't. You just made a few adjustments. Got back to yes. Started from the bottom now. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Ah man, I'm gonna flip it up. We've been talking about business the whole episode. Get some some different questions. Ask them what they what they like, what they don't like. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna dip into the top five, and then we're gonna break break into something else. Top five. What's y'all favorite movies? Just quick three movies. Yeah, that's what I said. Quick three movies. What's your favorite? Love and Basketball, The Pursuit of Happiness. I fuck with those three. What about you? I don't know if I would say I have favorite movies because I watch a lot of different stuff Mm -hmm. that I can keep watching. And um, I'm really big. I like like mystery and crime shows and I like gangster shit. (laughs) (laughs) Should we just say I love watching like gangster shit like uh, Power. I love oh, yeah. power, <laughs> absolutely. But I like watching shit like American Greed. American Greed. I've yes, you, on MSNBC, oh, where people out. be running them schemes and scheme people out of millions oh, of dollars. Man. I love <laughs> she said shit that like that. Shit. Okay. I love shit she like uh, American Gangster. Okay. I'm just really into stuff like that because it's, it just shows you like there's all these different ways to get money. Now it might be illegal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's just showing you, like, people are really out here doing shit and getting to it. Mm-hmm. Some get caught, some don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So smart they are, though. Yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah. Like, she said, I like gangster shit. I do. I really like watching stuff like that. Shreya coming around. You still watching this? Like, the other day she was watching. Well, no, we were watching, uh, what's it, that dude that was killing people for, like, 20-some years and then get caught. And it was, like, in Rancho. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. I know what he's called though. <laughs> oh, I married right. them, but would leave like different like symbols. I watch a lot of like cold case files and forensic files and stuff yeah, like I watch that, that stuff too. too yeah. Because I like to see how people think and yeah, like too. pick their brains. And when I watch stuff, I'm gonna be like, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> All you had to do was wipe your fingerprints up or do this and that, and you wouldn't have got caught. So that's that weird. stuff like that really intrigues me because I like to see how people stop That's crazy. I like, that's the same thing about me too with the forensic and the crime show. Yeah. I like to see like how people like, why the fuck they did that to yeah. get caught and like yeah. just different, see how people think. So yeah. I'll feel you on that behalf. I'd really for real. be interested in stuff like that. <laughs> it is yeah. interesting. No I lie. I know people watching like, yeah, Law and Order, that's for you. No, I, I don't like really it. do no. No, not Law and Order, but they like we think of crime, everybody goes Law and yeah, Order. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, no, we I like real like, like real crimes that motherfuckers don't like forensic like, files and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I used to be really big on watching the first forty eight. Yes. But I stopped watching it when I wrote a paper on it, and I'll uh. tell you why. You notice in the first 48 how 98% of the crimes that are committed are black people, mm-hmm. but these are in racially diverse areas. Yeah. So they were reporting it or they were recording the shows and portraying it as majority black people commit these murders and crimes mm-hmm. when you got crime that happens at the same rate amongst all races. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I was like, oh, I'm going to stop fucking with the first 48. Because they just make that's it true. seem like black people kill black people mm-hmm. when Asians kill Asians, white people kill white people. Yeah. Yeah. Same it's a whole rate. cycle. So Guys, got to be careful with watching true. that stuff. So that's, yeah. that's, that is that's true. That's big facts. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, be on your P's and Q's. Yeah. <laughs> so what about three favorite foods? My French fries. Hey, I love French fries. Cheeseburgers. Too. Mark, you gonna talk about drinks or <laughs> fucking margaritas? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, teach us all. It's a food in a way. French fries, cheese, I'm trying to get Cherie. Look, I want to put a margarita mixer in our kitchen, okay? Man, I, just hey, I'll be there every day, like, hey. Like, so when she get home, like, it's cocktail hour, she gonna be like, bitch. <laughs> Pour me up. <laughs> Like, I really want to put a margarita mixer it's in gonna our It's going to happen. going to happen next week, too. I know. Like, yeah. I love, that's my absolute favorite drink in this world is a margarita. Yeah. Yeah. No salt. Yeah. Man. No that's, salt. Make me want to get one right now. And it's Taco <laughs> Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I have to go pull up to somewhere and give me a little some song. If we were in undergrad, we'd be somewhere right now. Probably. No. Happy hour, huh? Adult responsibilities. <laughs> We overdosing on adulting right now. Listen, like, man. man. We don't even have kids. Well, Listen. we got two dogs, but... They like kids, too. Huh. You got to feed them and chain, and chain them. Not necessarily chain them, but... Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I'm like, man. You got to so. pick up after them, yeah. so... What about you, Sheree? Uh, Three favorite foods. I know you've been thinking you scratching your head. I love chicken alfredo, spaghetti... Pizza. I'm just an Italian person. That's what I'm gonna say. That's all Italian. But I love food in general, though. Like I'm just a little fat ass. Like I just love all kinds of food. That's crazy. Yeah. Italian. That hard. Yeah. It's hard. That's a hard one. I'm a really big fan of mac and cheese too. But everybody can make. Yeah. Not that out of my shit. We don't do that craft shit. No. 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 The homemade man. I respect it though. All right. What y'all? Top three travel destinations that y'all want to travel to. Ooh. 
That's hard for me because I've been a lot of places. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that I want to travel to. Yeah, okay, off top, Maldives. Oh yeah, me too. Off top, um, Maldives, uh, Dubai, mm-hmm. and probably Tanzania. Tanzania. Or I just say Africa. How about that? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, Africa. I want to go to Rome. um and i really want to go to hey i don't know what the third one is those are like my top two though a lot of places to go huh i do want to go to dubai yeah i want to go to that's like on my list i've always wanted to go to dubai during christmas for some reason yeah, like, I don't know why. It's just like it's always been my thing to go during Christmas to hit Dubai. So I'm like, probably hey, be a good time to go. It won't be as hot because yeah. you know during the summer it'd be like 120. Yeah. Like, Man, you still gotta be burgers. No, no, no. Gotta wait. That's crazy. Man, let me see. Let me see where we at. Probably like an hour. <laughs> All right, yo. Down to the end. Appreciate the ladies coming on discussing their business. Man, the conversation got real today. Like, yeah. hey, I like it. This is like the last episode. This might be the best episode of the whole podcast. Oh, honestly, right. real talk. Hey, real talk. Because I'm like, we got down to the nitty gritty. We got down to the last. It was just like a real conversation about Miss Brittany Vincent, her uh, online boutique, Lash. And then Cherie Rome's moving purpose and her whole purpose behind it. I'm going to let them let... Y'all know where they can, y'all can find them at or how to reach them. I'm going to start with Miss Brittany first. How can they reach you and find you? You guys can find me on Instagram at l.a.a.s.h. I'm sorry, that's just how it's spelled on Instagram, Lash. Um, you can also visit my website, www.lash.co. So, .co, not .com. Dot co. <laughs> co. Don't mess it up. Don't put the M. Dot co. com was taken, so it's dot co. Yeah. <laughs> and Miss Cherie Rome. Moving purpose. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram. Uh, my personal page is Aromatherapy6. So it's A R O M E, because that's my last name. Um, a underscore therapy6. Um, the Moving Purpose Instagram is at Moving Purpose. And I'm currently working on my website right now. It's in the works. Okay. It so looks good, job. But it will be coming. We worked and on it And if yesterday. you want to come to a dance class September 28th in L.A., North Hollywood, it's going to be a heels optional class for any ladies who want to come and feel sexy for a night. The info is on my IG. Info's on the IG. I'll put it in the description. We're going to be promoting it, too. I'll promote it on my Instagram. We're going to get it out and get it booming. Both the businesses, man. Stay tuned. It's the end of season one. Season two going to be crazy. We're going to get more in-depth with their uh, businesses, too. Have some visuals of the dance classes and then the visuals of Miss Brittany's Lash with two A's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so stay tuned, man. I appreciate y'all tuning in. Don't forget to su- subscribe and have a good night. Yeah. Good night.